welcome to the Behind the Tea podcast with Rob and Kelly. So how's it going, Rob? It's going great. How are you today? Not too bad. I'm actually quite uh, quite shook right now. Um, I read some great. I'm shooketh. As the young kids, shooketh as the young kids say. I uh, read some breaking news just before we started recording this podcast. Oh my god, what is it? Is it the like the 2025 mixed doubles are in flin flon again or something like that? No, it is not curling related. It's uh, again football related since we are part curling, part football podcast here. But uh, our dear friend Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay. Uh, Packers has just announced his engagement to not Danica Patrick, who I thought he was still dating. Oh. No, no, no. His new girlfriend, Shailene Woodley. I, do you know who she is? I do, only because I know <laughs> I know you. I wouldn't have known otherwise. I'm guessing she's appeared on a certain TV show. Yeah, she's an American actress. She's actually only a year younger than I am. Um, but now you can find her playing on the HBO show Big Little Lies with like Nicole okay. Kidman. Um, before that, I think her first like big break was um, that teen show like My American Teenage Life or something like that. Oh, I'm so old. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was an old, old show. Anyway, so she's done quite a few. Like she's been around. She's not an A-list celebrity. I'd say maybe like B-C-list TV. Okay. Uh, celebrity but anyways so I uh, how I found this out uh, I was scrolling through the bachelor subreddit um, and Aaron <laughs> as we Rodgers, often do as he often do and Aaron Rodgers brother I think went on like a past season of the bachelor at like years years ago and anyway so someone posted on it because their husband I guess follows football and then she found this out and shared with the bachelor nation because we would care about this stuff um so anyways yeah I thought he was still dating Danica but apparently not they broke up in the summer and uh started dating Shailene and now they're engaged and some people are thrilled about this I uh forwarded this breaking news to my brother who is a longtime supporter of the Packers (laughs) And uh, I also found out he was not a fan of uh, the Danica uh, Rogers relationship. Oh, interesting. I quote you, his reply <laughs> was when I, because I told him, oh, I didn't know, even know they broke up. And his reply quote was, she was toxic. Once they broke <laughs> up, he had the best season of his life. <laughs> Uh, and now oh I think my. that it came out, he was uh, voted. Um, he was, yeah, named the MVP. MVP. Right. It's been a good week for him. Correlation. I don't know. Very <laughs> but, interesting. Uh, if only he were playing in the Super Bowl, which is today, the day that we're recording. Yeah. Could you imagine if he did? But yes, congratulations, Aaron, if you're listening. Yeah. You never know. We have some listeners in the States. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Maybe. Well, you know, the season's over. Time to pick up curling as a side gig. It's not to golf season yet that's so. right there's some curling in wisconsin oh absolutely it's yeah. one of the bigger curling states yeah there you go come on aaron Rodgers. take what's her name again uh the his new fiance yeah shailene woodley okay yeah go curling yeah you can't honeymoon anywhere else right <laughs> <laughs> no um so yeah so that's my my football news uh of of the week i don't know if you have anything uh, football related to to add to this not really, um, but I guess being that today's the day of the Super Bowl, who's going to win? I'm um, Chiefs all the way. Yeah, I, I would be surprised. I, 
betting against Tom Brady seems really like a bad thing to do, but I'm saying Kansas City all day. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was betting against Tom Brady for the past two weeks and it hasn't been working in my favor. So I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers uh, make it. Yeah, there you go. I want an interesting game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. that's it. I'm stuck at my, I'm stuck at home. I'm bored. Uh, may as well have it be interesting. Yeah. With that out of the way, I guess we can start this week's episode. Uh, so starting, I think it's in two weeks, is the the Calgary bubble. A lot of tournaments, obviously, at the end of last year were canceled. And all throughout the year, there was speculation as to, like, are we even going to have national championships? Um, are right. the worlds going to happen? Um, and a lot of people were maybe not so keen on it others were it was quite a a divisive uh topic yeah we um we talked about it back in um i guess around december is when we we recorded uh, an episode about what was going on in curling news and i remember saying that i was not in favor of it mm-hmm. and i just meant at the time that um so yeah i remember um back in december we uh we did an episode on how they were talking about planning this curling bubble and we had we had some varying thoughts. I know for me, I was against it at the time or not really against it, but I wasn't that uh, thrilled with the idea. Just thinking yeah. that I, I remember like questioning. in favor of it. Yeah. Right. I remember questioning whether this was really the right thing to do to do when uh, COVID was so completely out of control, pretty much everywhere in the country, mm-hmm. which to some extent it still is. But um, not that I was questioning the safety, but my real concern was that I'm worried long term about the health of curling clubs. And I just felt that was where uh, I would be more interested in putting the um, investment from Curling Canada, if you will. But now that uh, football season is about to end today, uh, we're going to head into a pretty big lull of sports. I hate this time of year. It's boring. It's cold. And now we're stuck at home. So I, I don't know about you, Kelly. I'm excited to have something to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's finally, it's good to finally have something to watch curl, that's curling related because we've been so deprived all year. I'm kind of curious to see like how the events are going to turn out and if they're still going to be inter- interesting to watch. And, you know, like one of the reasons why I wasn't too sure if it was a good idea to to have these events too is just... Like everyone who will be participating, like most half of these teams haven't really had a season. They've barely been on the ice, except maybe the maritime provinces um, who have because they've been in part of a a maritime bubble. Um, But at least like the Ontario, Quebec teams, I think they've only had like practice ice. Um, Some of the Western teams have had a little more um, competition this year. So yeah, I'm just kind of It'll be interesting to see them to go see, in yeah. with like no real preparation whatsoever. And the thing is too is they have to quarantine for 2 weeks before entering the bubble. So they're not even getting that practice right before the tournament. So I wonder if some teams may not be able to reach their like peak performance in time. Um I don't know. So So if any of these teams are listening, um I have many questions. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us. And, and oh yes, follow us on Instagram and uh, all of on YouTube as well, and all of that stuff. But one of my questions is: is that um, well, aside from how can you get ready for this event? What's it like 
in the bubble. I was thinking of, I, I saw this thing where um, baseball players were quarantining in a, in a hotel and they couldn't leave their room. And mm-hmm. so they were, how do they keep in shape? So what they did was they took the the mattress off their hotel bed, they put it against the wall and they started throwing fastballs against it. So the pitchers could at least uh, practice their mechanics from their hotel room uh, by destroying their mattress. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the mattress is not sleepable. Yeah, probably after, after a major league fastball, you can probably forget it. But I'm thinking, mm-hmm. so what can curlers do? Um, I don't know. I guess you... maybe some of them can bring uh, like exercise equipment or like a stationary bike to I have wonder. it in the room to at least keep the cardio up and, and whatnot. But but I ha- I do have the answer to this. This is not really related to anything. But you know okay. how I bought a corn broom, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, well, this was your fault. You were the one who peer pressured me into it. But I bought a, I bought a corn room and um, I think I finally got the sweeping motion down okay. of how to use it. And uh-huh. uh, my downstairs neighbor probably hates me because it's creating a big Oof. loud noise. And um, there's little bits of straw all over my living room floor. But the point is, is that if you try doing it, um, when you're, you do it for a few seconds, it gets your heart rate up. And I'm thinking, you know, while the gym in my apartment is closed, I can't go anywhere. Um, This is a pretty good quarantine workout. Bring back Mm. the corn brooms. I'm sure for uh, some of the players, though, they'll have to bring quite a few corn brooms because I can see them going through that quite quickly. Yeah, if you actually know what you're doing, unlike me, you'll probably Mm -hmm. destroy it much faster. Mm. Um, So do you want to, uh, I guess, get into the details as how uh, the bubble is going to work? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, in terms of like the teams going, they actually extended the pool of players. So, each province, like usual, gets to send one representative. Um, and before there was only one wild card spot in addition to Team Canada, but now they've uh, increased that to the three wild card spots. And those spots were decided um, through the CRT. Point. whatever it is ranking, the acronym wrong. right from last year i guess yeah so the teams just the top three teams ranked um on the the canadian circuit so prior to entering the bubble which will be uh, happening in calgary uh, the teams have to quarantine at home for two weeks and they also need to get a negative covid test before um making their way over to calgary once in Calgary, they are tested again, and they will need to test neg- uh, test negative. And they basically go from the airport straight to the hotel, and then from the hotel to the arena and back. Like, there's no detour. There's no stopping. You can't... Um, you can't uh, stop at the Tim Hortons drive-thru after a game to pick up a <laughs> cup of Timmy's. Like, you have to go straight to your hotel. So it's not real curling. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure you can Uber Eats it if uh, if you really need your fix. Um, so once in the bubble, there are actually three zones called uh, green, blue, and red. Uh, so the athletes and the coaches will be part of the green zone. So if you're part of this zone, you get access to obviously the hotel um, and then the arena and on the ice. Then we have the blue zone for broadcasting crew for TSN. So they'll be also part of like the hotel and then they go automatically to the broadcasting 
the broadcasting booth that has its own like entrance and then finally the red zone is for media crew and volunteers like these people don't even have access to like the ice and like are sectioned off to like a certain part of the arena um at any point uh if anyone uh gets any symptoms or whatnot um or gets like a fever so they are they will be um they will get a temperature check each day so if you have a fever or any other symptoms like you automatically go into more quarantine uh until you test negative again yeah uh and then finally even once in there in the hotel room like they can't they're not free to roam the hotel like they can only go to the other rooms of their players because usually they split it like two person per room plus the coach has a room so you can uh go between like those rooms but you can't go socialize with um other players uh there is a dining hall for them to eat but then they can also order room service or like um have food delivered like do an arrangement to have food delivered to to the hotel doesn't sound like much fun i gotta be honest it does not, <laughs> honestly no uh and then also too like the, there's no locker rooms so they basically have to show up to the arena ready to play and they basically bring their curling shoes there's going to be a spot on the ice to change your shoes and, and that's it so i don't like as a player i mean it's great if you really really want to compete that you have the opportunity but having gone to a junior championship I mean, it's not the same level as like the Scotties or the Briar, but there is so much more that happens behind the scenes. And these players aren't getting that this year. And especially for like the first, the first timers, you know, they're not getting the banquet. They're not getting the patches. They're not getting um, yeah, it's, the um, meet and greet events. It's uh yeah. It doesn't sound like much fun to be honest. I, I agree. It's uh which is I guess one of the other reasons why I questioned uh whether this should even go ahead. I mean, I think the players ultimately do want it and that mm-hmm. uh it goes to show the fact that they're all willing to quarantine for two weeks to uh to do this that how keen they are. Yeah, so I'll give them that. Um that said too, like if they called me up and said we need another mixed doubles team or something, um I can't because of work, but I, I would. I would quarantine. If I didn't have a job, I would quarantine for it, I think. Yeah, well, at this point, I'm so bored and eager to do something. Like, if you have, yeah, I, I guess if I was in a position to be able to do that, uh, I would. Uh, and we can get into this later uh, when we go through uh, the list of teams participating because there were some teams, some quite... Um, that declined. Yeah, some teams that actually had a good chance of performing well and they declined because of various restrictions such as jobs and family and all that stuff hey i got another question though about Mm -hmm. um this maybe because you've actually put effort into research and i have not so maybe (laughs) you know the answer to this (laughs) yeah okay i put a big 15 seconds so uh but maybe you have the answer to this because back in the summer um curling canada released a document about how they were going to change all the rules of the game for playing under covid uh, things like uh, no more scoreboards, no more coin tosses. Uh, you would do it through your phone. No shaking hands. You and the biggest one being um, only one sweeper. Mm-hmm. Which, and there's uh, also you couldn't sweep behind the team. Right, right. right. So um, we never got. I remember in the summer when we read that, we all debated it and we said like, oh well, that's pointless or this is. And I mean, it was easy for us to say things in the summer um, back when COVID was at the the lowest numbers it's been. But um, now, well, we never got to test them because we never got our season mm-hmm. in. 
So are they playing by those rules or are they playing by traditional curling rules? Because they are in a bubble. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't have the answer to that. I hope they just go with standard rules. And like you said, they are in a bubble. So technically, yeah. everyone who's on the ice should be like, test, like they tested negative. Right. Like, do they have to so, wear a mask? Probably not. No, I'm sure they'd wear a mask like to and from the arena. But uh, once mm-hmm. you're playing... Um, I don't, uh, cause I have to be I don't see it. the purpose of yeah. only having one sweeper when they're allowed to stay in the same hotel room. It makes there you sense. go. There yeah. you go. So I think they'll, I, I have to guess, I think they'd play by the traditional rules. Although I have to be honest, I'd kind of just to make it a little different. I'd kind of like to see them play by the new rules and play in masks just because I've tried playing in a mask from the one time we got on the ice. Oh God, it, it was, was not easy. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable you need to bring a change of masks and change it almost every every couple ends eh? yeah they're the new broom heads <laughs> yeah <laughs> do they have to be yellow as well <laughs> <laughs> maskate uh, oh geez that's a 2021 drama <laughs> <laughs> so just to like wrap up uh, the rules here so there will be penalties uh if anyone does break uh the the calgary bubble uh, so if they, someone does break the rules for any reason, uh, they will automatic the team will automatically be disqualified um, and would have to be sent home at their own expense. But they will also be suspended from any competitive play into Jul- until July 2022. Wow. So, so there means- go, if you leave the hotel, there goes your trip to the Olympics. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you also lose any type of funding if you're part of, any like uh, training programs or whatnot um and you receive funding from like the either curling canada or like the canadian government or whatnot um you would lose that as well so the stakes are high and uh which i think is good because it forces people to actually just follow the rules yeah i know in other sports they've had uh issues with people following the rules and it's led to outbreaks and uh Mm. so i don't think that'll happen here Although I do, I, I do have to wonder, like, uh, and let's hope this doesn't happen, but let's suppose that a player tests positive once they're in the bubble. I yeah. know that should not happen because there's all these security things, but I mean, you never know with can. coronavirus. It could happen. Um, so, but then think about it. They're, they've been with their, uh, their teammates. Mm-hmm. There's a person sharing a hotel room with that player. There's two other people that are in very close contact and then Actually- they're all curling. Sorry, I wonder maybe because this year is so special, if every player has its own their own room and they're not bunking mm. up, that could possibly be a thing. Because also the hotel, I don't know which hotel they're staying at, but like the whole hotel is designated for curling. For the event. Like you don't yeah. have other people um, attend, like staying at the hotel at the same time. So yeah, I guess if everyone has their own um, their own room, maybe it will be a little easier to contain. Yeah. But you know what's I, interesting too? It's... And this, I find, happens more often at the Scotties than any other tournament. But there always is a bug that there is something. around. There's one year, I think, there was the gastro flu going around. And everyone, some people were playing with three players. Like, they couldn't even get their, like, their alternate and another player were sick. And it seems oh, to I know. always happen at the Scotties. I know. So. The year that it was in Montreal, um, you weren't here. But um, I remember that year, it was... Like there was a draw where half the t- half the field was playing as three. They had the alternate, the skip, and or the alternate, the second, and whoever w- looked the least, uh, whoever was puking the least. 
Oh my god. It was really bad. Yeah. And uh so hopefully that doesn't happen, but I guess when you think about it, um like some of the sickest moments of my life have been post curling tournaments. We've gotten really <laughs> Well, just me last year, I think we played in uh, a tournament here in Montreal that kind of, it's kind of a fun one where every club within a certain region plays and participates and you get to go from club to club. Um, but after that one, oh, I was knocked out for like a good week. I know. And uh, if we had known then what we know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I think um, curling tournaments are ripe for this kind of thing to happen. Unfortunately, it, it does happen. And that's what's scary here. Anything that one happens like around flu season, you get a whole bunch of people in a contained environment like it's bound to you're bound to get something. Yeah. And I just wonder because like when when we hear of outbreaks with hockey teams, like I know the NHL is struggling right now. They've had to cancel a lot of games. Um at least though a hockey team has i don't know 20 something players so if two mm. or three two or three of them have to quarantine i guess that's okay they they still might cancel the game but at least hopefully it doesn't turn into a full on like 20 players testing positive but if one person on a curling team tests positive that's a quarter of your team right there. or a fifth of the team i guess yeah. in the alternate so uh, yeah yeah we can't really afford to lose players in curling so yeah, so this thing is going ahead, which is great. And another good reason for it is that it gives us more content to talk about for at least <laughs> another month. <laughs> and we can actually comment on real games and not just past ones. So just a quick rundown of like the order of things happening. So we have the Scotties going on from the week of February 19th to the 28th. So not next week, the week after. Well, actually, when this podcast comes out, it'll be already started. Um then we'll go straight into the Briar from March 5th to 14th. Then, oh, no. Oh, is that no, not during your... It's not during March my March break. break. My March break is going to be the week in between. Great. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Well, at least you're working from home. You can have it like on mute in the back. I'm not working from home. <laughs> oh, you're not? No. Oh, kids are going. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stay at home job. Uh, so yeah, Briar 5th to the 14th, then makes doubles from the 18th to the 25th. And then we wrap it all up with the men's worlds from April 2nd to the 11th. Okay. So what's going to be interesting here is there are some people playing in the Scotties that are also playing in the mixed doubles. And also, I guess the winner of the Briar will be attending the men's worlds but there's a good like two weeks between those championships so I don't think they'll be able to go home and come back because if you go home then they'll just have to quarantine at home for two weeks to then just come back right before the start of their yeah championship so they'll have to stay alone in a hotel room for two weeks is that how it's gonna work plus the two weeks or the week and a half of the actual tournament i i think so um so i i seem to remember here or go ahead i was just gonna say the okay so if we just take the briar here right it starts on the fifth so obviously they land in calgary a couple days before so they should be arriving around march 2nd ish okay third you know around then but then whoever wins is going to have to stay in that bubble until, assuming they make the finals, which they should because we're Team Canada, until <laughs> April 11th. So they'll probably leave on the 12th. 
That's over so you're like, like a, a month yeah, and a half. Yeah, a month and a half in Calgary. Of staying uh, in a little hotel, in a hotel room. And I'm sure, I mean, they're not putting them up in the Ritz-Carlton here. Let's be real. Yeah, I wonder. So <laughs> that, is, that is a huge commitment. And you're eating takeout food. For- I have the answer, corn brooms. But... <laughs> But no, I, I actually seem to remember hearing that uh, if the if you are playing in multiple events, um, like mm-hmm. there's some people that'll play in the tournament of hearts and mixed doubles or Briar and mixed doubles, that you are allowed to leave the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think you are allowed to go back home in between, uh, but you'll still have to quarantine. Mm, I think if I were, let's say, someone in the Scotties and then playing in the doubles, I would probably instead of flying back here. Uh, Probably just rent an Airbnb for a couple weeks in Calgary. So at and least you have like there. and quarantine there. So at least you have a little more space and um, you know change the scenery a little bit. Yeah. Um, Although you know it, what? Because the more you fly to, the higher the, your risk of catching. That's true. In, in in route. So. But the more that I think of it, we all have to kind of live by quarantining to some extent. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I still have to go to work. But um, other than that, I pretty much stay locked up in my apartment. So if yeah. I can do it, I'm sure they can too. And it must suck to be in a hotel room for a month. But if I were curling in the World Curling Championships, I would yeah. I would be okay with it. Make the sacrifice. But it is still different. Like, I work from home, but I have more square footage than a hotel room. But I can still go outside for a walk around the block, which I do try to do more. Um, but I can still leave, go to the grocery store and um, yeah, take walks. So That's it. Yeah. It changes and your uh, just your environment a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're in 2021 when you're like, oh, I had a productive day. I went to the grocery store. I know. <laughs> Oh my god! Sometimes I catch myself, and I'm just like, "It's been four days, and I have not left the apartment." Like, go take a walk, get yeah. some fresh oxygen, and uh, and whatnot. And you know what? It'll be a great story to tell years down the line. You know, be oh, I participated in the 2021 mixed doubles. I was there for a whole month, and yeah, I guess in 50 years we can all laugh about it. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> all right, so let's do. Uh, a quick roll call, I guess, of the teams participating. Okay, I can actually do that. I've yeah, I've got it open s- in front of me. We got some new faces and some notable team changes. That's right, and some that caught us by surprise. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the Scotties since it's the first event. So let's start start off with Team Canada. So this is uh, Carrie Einerson's team uh, from Manitoba won last year hey and, and, and check out who's coaching them heather nedahan oh wow she hasn't been around for a while yeah that's pretty cool that'll be neat to see her i kind of hope i you know i'd be happy to see carrie win again because they won last year but then didn't have a chance to go to the world championship right i felt bad for them for that yeah. and by the way the other thing that uh i just that we should mention that i was reading about this morning was that the the um the men's world championship is part of this same bubble the mm-hmm. Women's World Championship is not. It's in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins the Tournament of Hearts is going to Switzerland and is going to have to abide by whatever quarantine international travel rules set up for that, I guess. Well, Whole here's different ballgame. Here's what's interesting. The alternate for Einerson's team is Kristen Karawaki, and she's representing Manitoba in the mixed doubles. So okay. Oh, they... so she's one of those people that are there twice. 
Yeah, so I wonder if, let's say, Einerson does win, I would assume that they would head out to Switzerland relatively quickly. So I wonder if Karaki would even be able to participate in the mixed doubles. Yeah, interesting. And speculation, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but I, that's my uh, assumption. And then move on. Uh, so Team Alberta, we have uh, Laura Walker's uh, Laura Walker's team. Yeah, that was a pretty good team last year, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't. Re- last year was so distant. I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, no, they're a pretty solid team. I, we've seen them at a couple Grand Slams already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're a top contender. Uh, then we got British Columbia with Corn Brown. She's coming back for the second time. Uh, this is a team they're straight out of juniors, so I think uh, they're a team to watch. Yeah, they got potential. Maybe not like this year, but I remember last year there was a game they had a huge lead on Jennifer Jones. Yes, and then they they let it slip away. It was I know, uh, I was so it was interesting. For them. <laughs> All right. Speaking so of the... Jennifer Jones, there's a lot to say here. Yeah, Team Manitoba, Jennifer Jones. Um, and so this is the one we talked about at the start of the year. They had uh, quite, um, they were in the news with getting Lisa Weagle join in on their team and they were going to be a five-man team. Um, a good thing they did that because uh, Dawn McEwen is not participating this year. Um, I right, guess she's, she ha- she's pregnant. Oh, is she pregnant? Yeah. Good for her. There, I read that this morning too. Oh, more breaking <laughs> news. Donna <laughs> McEwen is pregnant. <laughs> Um, but I figured, I mean, most reasons why people haven't, uh, are not, will not be participating is either family obligations or jobs. So it'll be great. Uh, I, ho- I do hope that Jones and uh, Holman meet up at some point. I, I will oh, that'll be, be interesting. 10th end that- tie game, tick shot, Ooh. Lisa Weagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope they make that uh, a feature game. Uh, and then our favorite province, uh, Team New Brunswick. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't know who these people are. Um, Melissa but... Adams. I've heard Melissa Adams. She's been there before. Um, last year, New Brunswick was, I think it was Andrea Kelly. And I felt mm. bad because whenever we think of a province that is uh, that doesn't fare too well on the national curling scene, I don't know why, but we always default to New Brunswick. I apologize, New Brunswick. But then I thought about it, and there was a game last year where New Brunswick took seven on Carrie Einerson. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Um, if you see that Curling Canada YouTube video of the top shots of the year 2020, and if there's mm-hmm. not that many because 2020 <laughs> was cut short, but uh, one of them is, and it's just a routine takeout. It's not that great a shot, but it's Andrea Kelly throwing this hit for seven against oh Einerson. One close to an eight ender. New Brunswick has proven me wrong. And Andrea Kelly, she's been uh, curling for, for quite a while out of New Brunswick. So they're a good team. Yeah. I guess maybe like consistency isn't a big thing for them. But uh, no, they're, they're definitely a solid team. Uh, we also got a new team out of Newfoundland and Labrador. So Sarah Hill is the skip. So yeah, some new faces there. Uh, team Northern Ontario. This is also a new team, I believe, skipped by Krista Burns. So McCar- Krista McCarvel was the designated person for Northern Ontario, but they decided not to participate this year. And the other thing that proves is that if you, like Kelly, if you want to move to Northern Ontario and represent uh, Northern Ontario at the Tournament of Hearts, you should change your name to Krista. Clearly. <laughs> yes, you have to be named Krista to do well. This is Krista with a Y and Krista oh, and McCarvel's with, an, with I. an I. I didn't I'm, realize. Hmm, maybe Krista, maybe if I 
spell it like k-r-e-e like krista i don't know maybe i'll say that's a good team that's a they were a very good junior team for a few years they lost a canadian final they, they've been knocking on the door in north ontario so good for them yeah a, a, a solid replacement uh then we have uh, northwest territories uh carrie galusha standard out of there team nova scotia jill brothers uh with aaron carmody Ooh, check out the alternate kim kelly kim kelly going retro wow love it i hope she uh, gets a chance to play uh, then we have team Nunavut. uh again i'm sorry team Nunavut. i don't remember i've <laughs> i've seen those names this... before like they've okay. they've been They've I assume before. they've they've played last year since their picture. Actually, yeah, we're looking um, at their pictures right now when they're they're in their tournament of hearts getup. So, Andrew, good luck. And this is the big one. Team Ontario, of course, Rachel Holman uh, and her team. So the new uh, Lisa Weagle replacement is uh, Sarah Wilkes. But does anybody even care about that? It's all about who's coaching them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Randy <laughs> Furby is their coach. I cannot wait to see that. Did we talk about this before where um, I, I think I made a comment asking how many coaches Rachel Holman has gone through in the past like five years? It's true. She changes coaches. It seems like every, I've seen like how many do you I remember Marcel Rock, Richard Hart, uh, Adam Kingsbury. Yeah. Was he the one who was like there were, they had one who was more like a sports psychologist. A sports psychologist. Right. Yeah. And he's still around. I think he's coaching Dunstone, I think. Okay. But they've, yeah, it seems like every year they have a new coach. Yeah, because like Earl Morris was their longtime coach. Oh, and of course, yeah. Through juniors, and then after aging out, they parted ways. But ever since then, it's been a different person every every year. At the Olympics, it was also someone new. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to speculate, but just find it interesting. And out of all the people, I'm sure Randy Furby's great because he's a, That's right. one of they'll our have, favorites. They'll have their, their heart, heart drops. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to we had to get it in let's move on so team prince edward island uh suzanne burt also she's come out of that province quite often um team quebec is uh laurie saint georges so she's uh her team is fresh out of juniors i think they've been out for only a couple of years right yeah and um they went to the canadian juniors quite a few times and i think in their last appearance they made it to the finals so yeah i don't think it was their last appearance but they they've they've been very solid at the national level on the junior yeah. side so also just to to segue a little bit here um so every province was able to pick a representative but every provinces picked the representative differently so some of them decided, oh, it's like Northern Ontario. It was going to be whoever won the previous year. We'll just go again. Um, I don't know the details for every province, but since we live in Quebec, Quebec did it a little differently where you essentially had to apply to participate. And then there was like a selection committee with various peoples from, I guess, like Curling Canada or some like some upper people from there right. and then also some uh, people from, from curling Quebec. Right. And we should say that I think the defending champions in Quebec, uh, I don't think that team exists anymore. So I don't think Quebec was in a position to, t to send the defending champions anyway. Yeah, but they did that too for the men's as well. Eh? But for the men, yeah, I think the men's team from last year was able to go back. And it was a it was a surprising result last year for the men. It was a junior team. Yeah, or a team no, fresh out of juniors, but... Mm -hmm. But they still had to do the whole application process again. So right. also a little, I guess it's a little controversial in a sense. I mean, I guess I know like they were kind of tied with options. Like they couldn't 
hold a championship here because of uh, all of the restrictions. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, tradition in Canada is not to handpick teams to. Yes, to may represent. we never have to do this again. May yeah. we go back to like actual legitimate playdowns. Exactly. And not to say like Laurie St. George, I think, is a, a solid pick. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not a great situation, I guess, for all the players here where um, I guess you didn't have. In any province, really. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't get much opportunity to play. And you're kind of, the faith of your team moving forward this season lies in the hands of people you don't know. Exactly. But even in in Ontario, like we all know Rachel Holman would almost certainly win anyway. But if you're a women's team in Ontario, you deserve your chance. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, Rachel Holman has lost in the past too. So there was no guarantee that she would have uh, made it again. She would have been the wild card, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, oh. just the, that aside. Um, and look at Team Saskatchewan. Look who's back again. Sherry Anderson. Sherry is, Anderson, the living legend. Uh, I'm so gunning for them. Um, but it was kind of, I'm not too sure how Saskatchewan um, selected their team. But uh, Silvernagel, who represented Saskatchewan last year, wasn't eligible as a... Right, they broke up, I think. Yeah, and they have, because if, let's say, Saskatchewan would decided to send like last year's representative the fact that Silvernagel new team is half of the old team they wouldn't qualify anyways right because you mm-hmm. need at least like three players from the previous year right I just looked it up Sherry Anderson is 57 years young oh you go girl good for her oh and Amber Holland is the alternate yeah some good veteran experience yeah. coming out of uh the the wheat uh t- no what did we call it? wheat sheaf Province. We chief province. <laughs> That's what we should call them from now on. Um, but they have Brianne Knapp um, as lead, and so she. I remember playing with her in. in oh right, she, Brianne Meekin, right? Was her, yeah. That's yeah, who she, she married. Is. Okay. Uh, so she married a Knapp, um, and she played also with um, Caitlin Laws too. When, in juniors, yeah. Yeah, I think she was like their alternate uh, for the worlds. So team there, uh, team Yukon. If we continue, uh, will be skipped by Laura Ebby's team. Um, I don't think we've seen them before. No, I don't no. recognize any of the names. No. Uh, and then we uh, have the three wildcard teams. So team one is... And hey, this is, the, this is the other big story. So the team is skipped by Chelsea Carey, but it is not Carey's team. Um, it's actually Tracy Flurry. I keep wanting to say Horgan, but that was her, that's her maiden name. Uh, uh, Tracy Fleury, but she won't be able to make it. But it is her team skipped by Carey. So Chelsea Carey comes back. It's funny because we're looking at a picture and it's clearly a picture of Tracy Fleury, but it says underneath Chelsea Carey. And you remember how early in the year we were speculating or wondering if Carey was going to find a, a last minute team this year? And I called that, it. Yep. Yeah, or not I. We called it. We said that she would. I think what I said is that she's going to win this. yeah this is the chelsea carry way to do things like you just you find a way um and also uh another veteran coach uh sherry madaw sherry madaw back and then so wild card two this is a team i do not recognize uh this is the uh last year's junior champions i believe mackenzie zakaria apologies Mm -hmm. if i pronounced that wrong um and then again finally uh team wild card three will be is another team that I do not recognize. I've heard of some of their names. Another junior, t- or I- I've seen them at the junior level. Jenner, but... the third is Jenna Lauder. She was the third, I believe, for Caitlin Law's team. Right. They went in juniors. 
Yes, and who's the alternate? And again, Another legend. Kathy Overton Clafton. Oh. Get her get her in, in the game where they play Jennifer Jones. Ooh, yeah. That would be uh that would be a good game. But you know what's interesting now is so those are all the teams and four of them are from Manitoba. Yeah, that's right. Um one, two, three. Yeah, all the wild cards are Team Manitoba. Plus Team Manitoba. So it'll be a t- And uh, Carrie Anderson is from Manitoba too, no? Oh, that's, oh, that's right. That's so five, five teams five from Manitoba. Teams. What? They should just do... I don't know how they, uh, they're they going to break this up. Can, can you imagine if they just do... Um, you know how they'll break it up for the round robins? And if they just have a Manitoba round robin? Yeah, so they do have the breakdowns for the pools. Um, pool A is going to be Team Canada. So Einerson, mm-hmm. Ontario... By the way, I'm giving you them in the order that they're ranked in. So Team Canada is number one in that pool. Uh, Then you've got Ontario, Mm -hmm. uh, Homan, Alberta, Laura Walker, Mm -hmm. Wildcard 2, Mackenzie Zacharias, uh, Wildcard 3, Beth Peterson, Northwest Territories, Carrie Galusha, Nova Scotia, Jill Brothers, Northern Aunt, Krista Burns, and Yukon. Laura Eby? I don't know how to say that. I think it's Ebby. Ebby? Okay. So those are the teams in Pool A. And there's yeah. nine teams in each pool this year because it'll be 18 teams in total. Uh, pool B is going to be wildcard one, which is Tracy Fleury slash Chelsea Carey. Uh, Jennifer Jones, BC, Corinne Brown, if you got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prince Edward Island, Suzanne Burt, uh, Saskatchewan, which is Sherry Anderson, Quebec, Laurie St. George, New Brunswick, Melissa Adams, Nunavut, Laurie Eddy, and Newfoundland, Sarah Hill. So those are the two pools that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using the same format. It'll be a full-on round robin for each pool. Uh, you, the top four in each pool will advance and carry their record into the championship pool. The interesting thing, though, is there's not going to be a page playoff. It's only going to be the top three. Oh, yeah. The number one team will go straight to the final, and there'll be a semifinal. Apparently, there's not enough time for the page playoffs with the extra draws and everything. Oh, that's a shame. I do not like that at all. No, it's um. I, I wonder because it's uh, eighteen teams, and you got to be in the top three. There's going to be some really good teams that don't make it, but so no, maybe it's interesting. But I can see there being a lot of tiebreaker games. No, it's possible. Or at yeah. least one. That's it's say- going to be hard to make the championship pool. First of all, yeah, because let's say at least one team goes undefeated or one loss. But then if the other two following teams have two losses or three losses. Yeah. Like let's, let's look at pool. Like I'm just trying to figure out who's going to come out of pool A. So the four teams, Einerson, Holman, I'm going to call Alberta. I think they'll do it. And, uh, but then it gets interesting. You've got Zacharias, Peterson, Galusha, Brothers, Burns, and, Mm. and, uh, Evie. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. make it. Okay, if I were just going to make a guess, who would be in the playoffs? I think Holman will make it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. They've got the best coach in the field. I'm not confident on Team Manitoba, Jones's team. Really? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they'll make the championship pool, but to make top three. Yeah. Like, basically, when you get to the championship pool, you've got to run the table. Yeah. Um, Team Canada will be the up there as well. And then my third pick is a good one. Um, I, 
Chelsea Carey, come on, say it. Yeah, I was gonna say, if, <laughs> if Flurry was there, I think my vote would go with her. Not to oh, bash, I, I disagree not with to bash you. Carey, but the fact that like just having a different player on a team plus them being the skip, just team dynamic wise, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Too Maybe, sure. but I, the interesting thing is that. W- or because, yeah, we're trying to make predictions, but normally we can go and say like, oh, well, I think this team, they've been really good this year. Well, has anybody been good this year? I don't know. I'm pretty good. I haven't missed a shot this year. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. Here are my top three. I'm going to go with Team Canada, Team Alberta, and Holman as the top three. Okay. I'm going to go, um, I'll say Canada, uh, Manitoba. Which one? I mean, Jennifer Jones and... Well, Team Manitoba or Wildcard? I'm going with Team Jones. Hold on. I'm writing this down so that we can uh, follow okay. up on this. Let the mailbag uh, fill up as well. Yeah. So, okay. I'm doing Canada, Holman, and Alberta. And then you... I'm going to say Canada, Jones, and Holman. The winner. Let's do this as well. Can I change one of my... Can I, I'm going to drop... Uh, I'm going to drop um, Team Canada, actually, and replace them with uh, Chelsea Carey. Okay. You heard it here first. I'm either going to look like a genius or a complete idiot. But And now you're asking who's going to win? Yeah. Uh, Again, I have not been following any of the teams this year. So this is a pure guess on my Okay. Part. Well, it's going to, in my opinion, be a Jones versus Holman final. Uh, it'll be tied in the 10th end. Lisa Wiega will make her tick shot. And the heroic coaching of Randy Furby will fall just short. And I say Jones wins. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Jones it is. Locked and loaded. I don't really... I just wanted to get in the, the Weagle tick shot. I don't think she <laughs> will. <laughs> I actually think Holman will win. Okay. Actually, yeah. I was going to say that too. I think Holman's going to yeah. win. All right. So, you know, let's check back in on uh, in a couple weeks and we'll see who, who is right or if, we're, <laughs> or if you were wrong. I hope we're wrong. It'll be interesting if something comes up. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think anything can happen really because it's just such a weird year. Um, all right, so that's uh, it for the Scotties uh, participants this year. So we are running a little long, Rob. So I'm thinking maybe we just cut this episode short and uh, we can talk all about the Briar and the mixed doubles in uh, next week's episode. What do you think about that? I think that's good. Although you did say the word cut, and that reminds me. Um, last thought before we go. Uh, mm-hmm. We did not spring for cardboard cutouts of ourselves at the Briar. Um or tournament of hearts for this bubble thing but if you are willing to pay i think uh something like something like a hundred dollars you there's still time i believe get your cardboard image printed out i was looking at their they've got some good cardboard cutouts printed for uh oh, yeah yeah they've got like uh uh jerome aginla lanny mcdonald some famous calgarian sports heroes uh do you know any famous calgarian like who else should be this is all the research I did. I just Googled Ooh. famous Calgarians being who should have cutouts. Um, I have no idea. And I've been to Calgary many times. So this is something I should know or should know. at least be able to name one person. Yeah. So famous Calgarians. I Googled it and I mostly got all hockey players. Um, let's just see. Uh, Ted Cruz was born in Calgary. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. I not a cardboard cutout of him. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's uh, pretend that didn't happen. Um, Jan Arden? Oh, she's She good. should have a cutout. Hey, uh, sorry, tangent on Jan Arden. I am um, in quarantine. I decided to start watching uh, the whole Dawson's Creek season uh, series on Netflix. 
<laughs> and you know that annoying song, like, I don't want to wait. Right. Right. Uh, it's actually not on the Netflix version. Paula Cole, right? Yeah, because of, yeah. I guess it was too expensive to get the rights. So they actually <laughs> had a song from Jan Arden. She sang the opening credits. Is she singing the same song? No, it's a different song. And apparently it was supposed to be, it was like the original song or the song they were supposed to have. But the WB used Paula Cole's song as like promotional, like for promotional reasons. And um, because then that song got so popular or like people associated that song with the show, they just continued using it throughout the series. Um, but I actually like the Jan Arden song a lot better. Sorry, that oh, was the more you know. Unrelated. Yeah, they're all just fam- mostly famous hockey players. Famous curlers. Ben Hebert is from Calgary. Oh, okay. He should be a cutout and uh, on the ice. But he's also and, playing. And I think this name jumps above everybody. Um, Paul Gross really? is from Calgary. Yeah, apparently. He should absolutely have a cutout. Being yeah. a, uh, a Canadian celebrity and the star of the best curling movie ever made. At the same time, the worst curling movie ever made. <laughs> Which we have to comment on at some point. Yeah, at some point we will um, we'll jump back into the archives and uh, give our comments on that, which will be hard because I haven't seen it in 20 years. But <laughs> I'm sure it's living on the internet somewhere. Yeah, I can't find anybody else famous. They're all hockey players. <laughs> Sorry, Calgary, you need to step up. You need to export a, a couple more people. Or at least Wikipedia is telling me this. I found that there's quite a lot. Of, yeah, there's a big list, except a lot of them I don't really know. Anyways, yeah, so I hope you're all excited to watch the season of championships with us um, starting February 19th. Um, And we'll definitely uh, be doing a couple more episodes talking about what happens during these events. And uh, yeah, so catch us next week for part two of this ongoing series and where we'll talk about the men's teams and uh, mixed doubles. And let us know everything that we get wrong. Yes, please. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> Except for Chelsea Carey. I'm confident on that. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.